Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Living Line Outdoors. On the mic with you tonight. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday study time. We are in week nine of our current study. We've been studying the Holy Spirit, His effects, His power, our need for Him in our lives, all of those things for many, many weeks and months now. Uh, it just seems like we're kind of stuck there studying about the Holy Spirit, which I hope you're enjoying. I'm enjoying it. It's it's good. It's good material. Over the last um, several weeks, we've talked about being born again by the Spirit, being baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire, filled with rivers of living water, endowed with power, speaking in new tongues, a promise for all, continually being filled, a New Testament pattern to follow. And then this week, have you received the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit-filled life, week 9, have you received the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 19, verse 2. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now the book of Acts is named as such because it's the record of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, After the four Gospels, Matthew through John, the book of Acts is the fifth history book in the New Testament. God used Luke, a doctor, and a traveling companion of Paul to write the book as a first-rate historical record. Today, it serves as the primary book that gives the details of the early church established by the first disciples. Today, the book of Acts serves as a modern church in two very important ways. First, description. It gives us insight into the lives of the first disciples and how the church was established and how it grew. And then secondly, prescription. God gave it to us to teach us how to continue to grow and develop his church around the world. Therefore, remember that because of this, the book of Acts can clearly answer some of the biggest theological debates among Christians. Within its 28 chapters, it gives us a framework to know how to make disciples that make disciples. It's a progression. How do you make disciples that make disciples? It can't stop. It's got to continue on. For example, since Acts doesn't mention Peter as a pope-like leader, Christians should reject the idea of a Roman Catholic pope and believe in a plurality of elders leading the church known as a presbytery. That's in Acts chapter 15, verse 2. Also, because the book of Acts doesn't mention the baptism of infants, praying to dead saints, or exalting Mary uh, to the status of queen of heaven, disciples should reject these man-made religions and add-ons. At the same time, the book of Acts gives us clear patterns to follow because it records how the first disciples preached the gospel and the methods they used to make new disciples, to go and make followers of all people. One of the patterns that, that followed their ministry was speaking in new tongues. This has been a challenging place for many Jesus said this would be a sign that would follow their preaching. In verse 15, this is Mark uh, chapter 16, in verse 15 he says, He, Jesus, said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Verse 16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And verse 17, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. And they will speak in new tongues. The book of Acts confirms that Jesus promises the disciples speaking in new tongues, and it came to pass. First, on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Then at Cornelius' house, in Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48. And with John the Baptist's disciples, in Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 6. 
Today's passage records the time when Paul met some of John the Baptist's disciples and asked them if they had received the Holy Spirit since believing in Jesus. When they confessed that they hadn't, Paul laid his hands on them and he prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Note that this was not for salvation, but for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They'd already had an encounter with God. They'd already surrendered their life to God. They were already saved, if that's the term you want to use, but now they are being filled with the Holy Spirit. There is no record in Acts or in the entire Bible where someone lays hands on another person and prays for them to be saved. It's not how that works. Salvation comes through surrender. It's, it's our choice to surrender to God. It doesn't come through someone else. Salvation only comes through Jesus Christ and our surrender to him. After Paul prayed for this infilling of the Spirit, Luke records it this way. Holy, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. Acts, Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Therefore, from beginning to end of the book of Acts, the descriptive and prescriptive pattern is clear. Whenever a person is baptized with the Holy Spirit, they speak in new tongues. The old timers used to say, if it was good enough for the early church, it's good enough for me. I know this is a one of those pivotal points um, I'm going to tell you it's not a heaven or hell issue. You can argue with me if you choose to, um, but I have my own set of argument there that you won't win. So, the, but there is an importance. I, I still believe that we need to seek not only the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but the outflow of the Holy Ghost, which is that speaking in tongues. We want it all. I, I want everything God has for me. Remember why we talk about the speaking in tongues. It, it's not a dog and pony show. It has nothing to do with that. Most of the time, if if I'm to be found in, a, in speaking in a tongue language, it's between me and God. It's it's when, it's in my prayer time. It's in my worship time. But in my mind, I'm speaking in code. I can't tell you why. I don't do it all the time. But there are times when, when my spirit, it's like it melds with God's spirit and, and those tongues begin to flow. And, and there's a communication taking place that's beyond me. And I believe it's necessary. I believe it's important. I believe it's fulfilling in our spirit to be that connected to our Savior, to our God. And that's the reason for, for the infilling and being filled with, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes, there may be a time when God uses me to speak a tongue's message to a congregation or, or I give the interpretation of a tongue. I've had that interpretation more than one time. I'm still working my way through learning how to operate in the spirit realm. I haven't arrived anywhere either, so, so don't, don't feel like a failure here. Seek the Holy Spirit in its complete fullness. Have you received the Holy Spirit? The baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, and it comes when we believe in Jesus. Study the pattern in the book of Acts concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Teach others that speaking in tongues is for everyone because it's a sign promised by Jesus. Remember, Jesus himself said it. That, 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 you know, that when, we're, when we're saved, we're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost with an evidence of speaking in tongues. Whenever you meet someone that is saved, ask him or her, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? This, the, the passage about Cornelius. Peter uh, goes to the Gentile Cornelius, uh, and he goes to his house. Cornelius and them have already understood Jesus. They've already surrendered their lives to Jesus. And he simply asked them, have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? And, and they didn't know what he was talking about. They had not been taught 
about the Holy Ghost. Now, they hadn't been baptized in water yet either. They had simply surrendered their lives to Christ. They became his whole household, not just, not just Cornelius, but his entire house is how the scriptures say. So, so then Peter prayed, and as he prayed, they were filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and then he took them down to the water, and he water baptized them. So there, there, there's, there, <laughs> sometimes it gets out of order, but it's God's order. The importance of that being filled with the Holy Ghost, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit flowing out of us, not just flowing in. We, yes, we need an inward working of the Holy Spirit, but we also need that outward flow. We need that code talker thing going on. We need that communication with God on a spiritual level that goes beyond our understanding. Listen, I can't sit and communicate with God on a, on a level that he understands unless I'm in the spirit realm. And then it's something that he can equate to more so than just my babbling. All right. Learn to speak in tongues. It, it's, it's not even a learned thing. Just begin to worship God. Ask him for more. Ask him to empower you with the Holy Ghost and fire and tongues. And watch what happens in your life. It is an empowering thing. Again, it's not a dog and pony show. It's not so I can go brag to someone that I can speak in tongues. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Rhonda tells a great story. Uh, a young Baptist man that they happened to know in, a, in the farming community, everyone farmed. And he had come to a service and, and he had gotten prayed over and prayed for. And, and you know, it, it was still all new and things were, were, were kind of, you know, challenging. And, and But he, he gave his whole heart to God and he just got on one at all. Well, the next day he was out driving a tractor and his dad has to catch up to him like, boy, what are you doing? He had done stopped the tractor in the middle of the field and was running around the outside of the tractor and he was speaking in tongues the whole time. His father had no idea. He thought he'd done gone crazy. That's what happens when we seek the fullness of God. God, I want it all. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I want more. I know there is more. God, just keep pouring in. Just keep pouring in. And, and when it reaches the top, it'll just flow out of me. That's what I'm after. I'm after the fullness of God in everything. And I pray that you find yourself in that places too. Seek the fullness of God. God, we haven't arrived anywhere yet. I want more. I know there's more. Let's go deeper. God, let's keep going deeper. Open me up, Father, and pour into me whatever it is you want me to have. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you for allowing me to be a little late on the on the clock here, but uh, we're uh, we were chasing grandbabies earlier, so we're all good now. God bless you, Ron, and I love you. We thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray over us and for us and with us uh, as we walk out this journey. We've got some things coming up. You'll hear more about it as we get closer. Physical things happening for me that are challenging me a little. <laughs> not not real thrilled with some of the, some of the ideas, but um, as we approach those subjects, we'll be praying more about it and telling you more about it as well. So, God bless you. I pray that you're having a great week. We love you. We're praying for you tonight. We'll talk to you again real soon. <laughs>